Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast. It's called Stop the Internet Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm Rebecca. Erin reminded me last week that I never, never <laughs> say the name of the podcast anymore. Really? I feel like you do. I know. I thought I did, but I forgot to say it last week. It's like, you never do anymore. <laughs> I was like, what? Welcome, newbies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's very early in the morning. It's very early. Well, it's not actually that early. <laughs> but like, for recording a podcast where we have to pop off on people. <laughs> yes, it's 9 a.m. <laughs> people are like, probably are like, wow, is it like 4, 5, 6? It's 9. It's early because to set all this up, we had to get up early. Early, you know yeah and then like prepare yeah but, like isn't that what everyone does for their job anyway <laughs> they're like okay so you have a nine to five <laughs> like literally why does it feel so much earlier than it is i know i don't know it really does though i know 3 a.m and i'm still awake <laughs> That's what it feels like, 3 a.m. It kind of does. I listen to this other podcast, and they're the opposite of me. Like, for me, when I plan recording sessions, I'm like, the absolute earliest I will do is 11 a.m. Hmm. So that I can have, like, hours and hours She'd to be prep. like that. <laughs> I need to mentally prepare and like get energy and like sit around and yeah. you know not sit around but like move to like get energy and then I listen to this other podcast and they're the opposite and they're like we're recording bright and early like we have so much energy and then they're like wow we are like on this episode we sound so dead because it's like the afternoon and I'm like wow it's shocking that I think that people are morning people what time did you wake up today see I am a morning person I'll wake up around 6 30 but I like a leisurely you know morning where I don't talk to anyone yeah. like for myself I'm a morning person in my own brain and with yeah. my own company but to be out and like about and you know ah, <laughs> it takes me a couple hours and if you really want to know you should ask my sister who will tell you that I'm like the moodiest person ever in the morning oh. Oh, well, I guess we'll see. Today will be the test. Because, like, I have a family where it's, like, the second you wake up, they're, like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm, like, you guys, like, stop talking to me. <laughs> like, I need coffee. I was never a morning person, so yeah. I feel your pain. <laughs> and growing up, my dad had to start, like, his job was 7 to 3. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, he'd be leaving so early. And then on the days where he would be waking us up, he would sing this, like, good morning song, which never... <laughs> now makes me feel nostalgic it gives me a tinge of nostalgia yeah but for the most part it's triggering yeah. because when he would come in and he would sing it I'd be like no because <laughs> it means I have to get out of bed yeah I am jealous of people that are morning people mm. it's nice but at the same time like being a night person is totally valid <laughs> yeah night owls I think I'm actually in the middle now I used to be like a major night owl and stayed up all night but I heard that there's a third one Mm. And it's someone that's like thriving during the day. But what's weird about being a morning person is I am so tired and it's painful for me to wake up early. But then I am most productive in the morning. Interesting. So like whether I get up at 6 a.m., which never happens, <laughs> I'll say 7, 7 or 7.30 or like 9. Yeah. I'm still most productive from that time until like 1 p.m. Oh, yeah. Same. I don't. My brain is off by like 3. Wait, I heard or I saw this really funny tweet maybe or TikTok where someone was like why is the worst chunk of time in a day 3 to 5 p.m.? Oh yeah. Like the most depressing and I'm like that is so true. It kind 
alternative is because like that's when i start getting really hungry too but it's like too early for dinner yeah and then like you just don't feel like working you don't feel like exercising like what do people do i feel like that's the time that i try to do something that involves moving so not just sitting at my desk but like I work from home so sometimes I'm like oh I'll go clean my room for 10 minutes or like yeah something just to move right but I remember the times where I had an office job and the company had like a 3 p.m. snack yeah and every day they would send out the email and be like here's the snack of the day and I was like oh that's so cute and now I get it because yeah. like 3 p.m. you need something and sometimes when I'm working and I'm so bored and I feel myself being like okay I might just wrap it up for the day I think back to that time where I was working in that office and I'm, I look at the clock and it's like three or four and I'm like dang all of them are still in the office for at least two more hours yeah. if not more and I'm just like thank god I don't work there anymore true but like that's where I miss the office because you had people to talk to during that time that's true I don't know why but I picture the office like empty during that time like I don't know Mm. if that's when people were in meetings or in the photo studio or doing whatever the heck but I just have so many memories of that time where like everyone's gone and I'm just like (laughs) looking around and I'm like where the hell did everyone go and I see one girl like across the way and like you were allowed to bring your dogs at that company. So, like, the girl who's gone, her dog's crying. And me and this one girl are just, like, is the dog over, like, waving to each other from across the hallway? And we're, like, how's the dog? And yeah. then we're consoling the dog for an hour. And we're, like, where is everyone? That's true. I just remember, like, some interesting, lively discussions happening around that time. Because everyone's, like, back from lunch. And then okay. you're all just, like, feeling those end-of-the-day blues or, like, jitters. I don't know. And then you get into, like, some sort of talk and then an hour passes and it's like oh now I got my second wind yeah because it's like 4 30 and it's the end of the day wait that's so <laughs> funny that you guys had those riveting conversations then because when I worked at this job we would do that in the morning and the yeah. girls that sat in my little pod it was so funny like every day we would come in and be like guys do I have a story <laughs> for you and we would tell each other these like crazy stories that involve like the guys living in the guy's attic and my like, god oh um, yeah the a lot of them I feel like were urban legends that one though was confirmed we told it on our spooky season episode yeah. and I know that story is true because I know the guy whose house it was but yeah we tell each other like those stories and then the updates as they happen yeah. and like the story about the girl who went on the tinder date and then it like she finds out she ate a human <laughs> and like Ooh! and I'm like that's what we would talk about at 9 a.m yeah and I remember one time I was telling a story and a girl from the pod on the other side popped her head around and she's like sorry to eavesdrop but I heard that story too and we're like get in here get in <laughs> it was so funny yeah. but yeah that's what we would do at 9am and then I don't even know I don't know where they were at 3pm they weren't true they weren't there where where is everyone at 3pm <laughs> taking a nap like probably 3pm and I'm still awake <laughs> and everyone's gone I'm alone in this office okay it's better than yours <laughs> we all always find a way to make it about Taylor. I know. I love it. It was funny because when Erin and I were talking about, I forget what we were talking about, but she basically said, every episode we talk about Taylor Swift and you might not even know it, like if you don't know her songs. And I was like, wait, that's so true. Yeah, like, that's true. So if we just start speaking in like poems right. or like say this beautiful like two sentences, <laughs> it's probably a Taylor Swift lyric, but I realized that not everyone knows every line. Right. So they just think we're really smart and poetic, <laughs> more or less. 
up the story. <laughs> or they think we're crazy that we just like start singing. That's true. In the middle of a sentence. No. There's a video of a YouTuber who's also a singer and she was like going off in a podcast and then she started singing a line in her song and then everyone was making fun of her because she mm. just like bursted out into song. But yeah. I was like, not me doing that on almost every episode. <laughs> or like every time I have a conversation with someone about like a guy that did me wrong or right. I don't know. I think that's part that, of your charm. Yeah. And then I just bust out into song about like the line of the Taylor Swift lyric that yeah. applies to that situation. Yeah. I think that's totally normal and valid. Yeah. I love busting out into song. It makes life more fun and light. Yeah. You know, I agree. <laughs> Are we okay? We're great. I think this is going well. Yeah, me too. For a morning session. For such an early morning You session. should have a little cute pop-up on when you do the intro that it's like, morning session. <laughs> It'll happen once. Morning ever. edition. <laughs> yeah, tired edition. With like a silly sound. I will try to do that. I'm not the best at editing. I feel like you're so good. I'm good at editing the standard video Yeah. where you just cut out the silences, cut out Every time we say like or um or like click the mouth. Yeah. I edit all of that out. It drives me up a wall. And you know how sometimes when you have a job, it makes you hyper aware of certain things in real life that normal people or people without that job wouldn't yeah. recognize, I guess. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you work in accounting, anytime someone talks about money, you could be like, wow, that person just has no clue. Or right. I don't know. I'm a wedding photographer, so I always notice like light or like, yeah. Anytime there's a wedding in public, I'm like staring. I'm like, ooh, yeah. what's going on over there? Like, yeah. That looks so fun. Right. So now that I've been editing the podcast, I notice people breathing and their mouth clicking when they talk mm. so often. I don't hate it in real life. Yeah. But I think like, oh, if that was on a podcast, I would have edited every single one of those out. Right. And it sounds so much better without it. Yeah. Like sometimes I listen to the podcast and I run through and you just hear so many breaths like, <gasps> and then I went to the store and I just, all of that is gone. Right. And I don't know why, but it's so natural to click your mouth. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you're telling a story where maybe you don't know what you're going to say next yeah. or maybe it's like an exciting story or something like that it's just so natural to click and I'm like that's such a weird sound and Define like why do we click. do that? like um oh, that. yeah or how can I even do it I'm gonna try to do it and I'm gonna leave it in and this is the only time you'll hear it hopefully <laughs> it's like a filler but in a non-verbal way exactly people will be like so yeah and I went to the store and I'm like, that is so odd that we do that. But I know, everyone, does, everyone it. does it. Some people do do it more than others, but pretty much everyone does that. Yeah. And it's so interesting. And then another thing that, you know how language changes over culture, I guess, like yeah. over time? I realize that people use filler words such as, I mean, and then they'll say the sentence. I say that all the time. I say it all the time. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I noticed that about Kim Kardashian. She says, really? you know know in the way that I'm not trying to insult her because you know queen Kim yeah. Kardashian but she says you know in the way that like a 16 year old would say like oh okay interesting and I think that she was probably media trained to not say like yeah 
And she says, you know, to the point I listened to her a few years ago on Ashley Graham's podcast. And it was to the point where I was like, this is actually annoying. Yeah. Because every sentence started with it and had it in the middle. And I was like, oh, my God. It's a lot. See, I know I say this all the time, but I don't try to stop it. I feel like. Oh, yeah. Instead of just making like an absolute statement, I always have to be like, well, I feel like I don't know why. But is that bad? Because you're almost clarifying that what you're saying is an opinion. That's true. Or a literal feeling. So is everyone saying that as much as me? Because I feel like I I say it all the time. I think people definitely say it a lot. I had friends in college who were in a different major than me. They had a professor who didn't let them say, I feel like. Interesting. Yeah. That makes I me guess, feel like I need to, I just said But I will say they were in, I don't, I guess, public health. Like they were trying to be nurses. So Got what they it. were talking about was not opinion. Okay. And it couldn't be. It was all fact. Like you don't feel like when it comes to medicine. Yeah. Okay. It's like. It's a fact. It's I still science. think I should maybe cut it down. Like, what's a different way to say that? In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, saying I feel like, that is valid. Because if okay. someone is acting a certain way, you're going to say, I feel like that's annoying. But what? someone else might not feel like that's annoying. What about I feel as though? Yeah, but that's the same thing. I know, but it's like not as many likes, maybe. It sounds a little more elevated. Yeah. I feel as though. Let's elevate the experience of talking to each other. I think we should. (laughs) Remember when you said arcane? (laughs) I loved that. I think that's a great word. That's so funny. Someone commented on one of our videos where you said a canon. That, yeah, they were mm. like the robbers by 1975 is not canon because it's not real. But then they go Harry Potter is canon, and I was like, <laughs> first of all, this is a comedy podcast where we speak in hyperbole. So if I say that Fucking Twilight facts. is the greatest movie of all time, we all can just be FFR and just know <laughs> that if I had to induct a movie into the movie hall of fame like sure maybe i know that it's not the greatest movie of all time but i'm gonna say that okay twilight is canon it is come for me i feel like twilight is canon (laughs) i saw that comment and i was like okay i didn't even know what to say back i was just like "Eh, the canon police are here (laughs) i'm not trying to come for that person though maybe i'll just now i feel like i should delete that comment just so it's not like we're calling someone out i think it's we're doing it in jest okay yeah okay i'm not actually mad i just want to recognize that like okay if we're thinking black and white history textbook we're in an english class in a college like you're right okay it's not (laughs) robbers is not but like in my mind in my opinion in my life yeah (laughs) it absolutely is their whole discography is i'm just kidding (laughs) I was thinking the other day of making a TikTok, you know, when people are just walking, like Brand Flakes does this all the time, and like you say something opinionated. I was going to say how I've been a 1975 fan since 2013. Wow. So everyone needs to get in line who is now standing Maddie Healy because he's dating Taylor Swift. Where were you 10 years ago at the union transfer? Yes. I was. Okay. I have two things to say. Yes, gatekeep. <laughs> And I was at the Tower Theater in fall of 2014 at the 1975 show. Wait, they did the Tower Theater? Mm-hmm. Damn. Took the subway from Temple. So we've, we're both in the same boat, yeah. basically. Posted the picture, captioned, babe, you look so cool. I Can deleted, I find it on your Instagram? I archived a bunch of them, but I use their lyrics for captions all the time. 
I think that'll be my next caption. Watch this space. Is that a song by them? <laughs> I no, liked them. Babe, oh. you look so cool. Like, watch this space. Like, okay. keep an eye out. Wait, I love that line. Watch this space. You've never heard that? I feel no. like that's almost a TikTok. I've heard of that's Watch That's a TikTok the thing, I think. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's but, go. <laughs> but yeah, I will watch the space. Okay. Baby looks so cool is so good. It still stands. I kind of want it tattooed. What if you get Babe You and I get so cool i think we don't need the you because i'm not getting babe you but maybe i'll get babe and you can get either you look so cool or just look so cool okay i think that's artsy watch this space i have shown multiple people the robbers music video and i feel like it's almost like a test so this guy was like kind of dating i showed it to him and he was very perceptive and i was like okay we can continue and then i showed it to a few other people recently literally a month ago my friend's face while watching this what she was shooketh and scared yeah. And if you're watching video, her face the whole time was like, <laughs> the girls that get it. And I was like, this is mine and Rebecca's favorite music video. Favorite piece of culture yeah. in the 21st century. <laughs> and I'm not trying to say I support what it stands for. No. A toxic relationship where guns are involved? Like, absolutely not. But it's a work of art. And <laughs> that's not an opinion. That's fact. <laughs> Art recognizes art. So true. (laughs) And art isn't supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to make you feel something. And art, what is this? In high school, senior year of high school art class, my class was like obsessed with this quote. What was it? (laughs) Art is supposed to disturb the comfortable and comfort the disturbed. So are we disturbed? Probably. (laughs) But in a good way. In a good way, yeah. Look at us just having like a linguistics conversation right now. I know. I just said probably very weird. I said it like a fifth grader so I'm gonna redeem myself probably and yesterday I said the word friend and the person I was with said you just said friend <laughs> I said never talk to me like that again because there's no way that I said friend and that's a promise but I think I might have actually did can't say friend. breathe I think I said friend because I was talking really fast and I was like you will never speak of this again I'm going to not say the second part of what I said because it was a threat. Oh, God. You you don't got to worry about me. I got to see in linguistics in college. So what is linguistics? Basically, like, <laughs> so smart. I'm like, I'm an intellectual. And what is linguistics? Like how you say stuff. Oh, so basically everything we've been talking about. You know so what? I don't want anyone to come for me in the comments. So I'm going to look up this definition. Yeah, they're like, actually, actually linguistics. linguistics is whatsoever. Yeah, this, it's like the study of language and... And its structure, including syntax, phonetics, semantics. So I guess what I said was like one part of it, but it's really just language in general. It's everything. Okay. Love that. Should we talk about (laughs) our topic? Sure. Yay. I think we should record at 9 a.m. all the time. I think so too. (laughs) This I think is going well. I do think I need an hour though, or maybe an hour and a half to walk around the house. Yeah. Get myself moving. I could not wake up and then record like 30 minutes later. Mm. So. So nine might be the earliest I could do. (laughs) It's totally fine. Yeah. Okay. Today we're talking about destination wedding drama. I can't wait. Last week we did vacations and it was so fun. And I feel like a lot of the stories weren't shocking, but it's 
I feel like there's certain things in life that bring out a different side of people. Yeah. And one of them is weddings. Yeah. One of them is vacations, like birthdays. traveling, birthdays, like these big things in our lives. Yeah. That affect our mental psyche. <laughs> Taylor Swift eras tours. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so I am excited for this. On the last episode, I mentioned that I feel like I feel as though vacations and weddings are two of the things that show a different side of people and where people are like whatever I don't care I'm doing it like do it big so then them together is like crazy I would also like to say that I just went on a destination wedding and I'm not talking about you Kayla if you're listening oh my god that wedding (laughs) if you are listening was one of the most beautiful weddings I've ever seen her dress was everything the photography the the flowers, the details, the flowers, the bridesmaids, everything. So I feel like that's important to say because there's a way to do it right. I'm not Absolutely. sure if all the stories you picked are like bad necessarily, but I just feel like, you know, they can be really like beautiful, good things. Oh, I'm a destination wedding stan. Yeah, I, we talked about this. Right? Yeah, yeah, I will be having a destination wedding. If the man that proposes to me doesn't want to have a destination wedding, we're not going to get You're not married. compatible. Yeah. Period. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> yes, I do care care more about a destination wedding than a marriage. And yeah, that's not on that. That's not on that. <laughs> I also have been to a number of destination weddings, some as a photographer and then I think two as a guest. So Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, Bermuda, Italy, Anguilla, California, Florida. A lot of them were for work. I only went to two of those, I think, as a guest. So yeah, all over. Yeah. And I will say that, baby, I don't have one (laughs) complaint about any of them and I do them all again. That's amazing. I love destination weddings. Like, not one complaint. I mean, what would a complaint be? Like, no, I really, like, I came home from all of them and I'm like, that is the most fun I've ever had. And I cannot wait to do that with my. My family and friends. It is so fun. But I will say all the people that I was with or photographing are wonderful, like amazing, down to earth people that are easygoing but still care about weddings. Like, so I feel like when it comes to destination weddings, you you gotta be a bride chilla. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, should we get into it? Yes. Yay. Okay, so for this episode, Rebecca found a few stories, Mm -hmm. and one of them happened to be one of the ones that I picked. Yay. So should we flip on and off for the first few? Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. Am I the asshole for selling a family heirloom to pay for my destination wedding? My fiance, 38 female, and I, 39 male, are planning to get married this summer. We both want to have quite a lavish wedding at a winery in another state. The two of us agree that it's the most important occasion in our lives, so we should make it as memorable as possible. We both have stable jobs and a good amount of savings, but it's not quite enough for the admittedly ambitious plans we have in our head. My father passed away in January, and in his will, he left me a very valuable, think five figures, family heirloom. I'm not much for big family traditions, so although it's a nice thing to have, I'm not massively attached to it. I have plenty of other good memories of my father, and I don't need a fancy heirloom to remember him by. My brother, 34 male, however, is a huge history nerd and is really, really attached to it. He's very upset by my father's decision in the will. The reason it went to me and not him is that this has been traditionally passed to firstborn sons. My fiance, 
and I don't plan to have children, and I think he assumed, therefore, that he or his children would be in line to get it if I were to pass away. After some discussion, my wife-to-be and I decided that we would like to sell the heirloom to pay for our wedding. My brother, who was also my best man, was furious when he found out, and he said he wanted nothing to do with the wedding anymore. He thinks my wife-to-be and I are behaving like spoiled brats. In addition, he's convinced my uncle and cousins to not come to the wedding either. With our parents having passed away, this means that virtually none of my family will attend the wedding, which I'm really upset about. I think since I legally inherited the heirloom, I can do what I want with it. I think he's just upset because I ruined his expectations of one day inheriting it, but since my uncle and cousins agree with him enough that they're not coming to the wedding, I'm not sure I'm in the right. Am I the asshole? Does your brother know how expensive weddings are? Period. I think I have. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Well, when she said five figures, it's like, is that 10 grand or is that 95 grand? You know, that's what I would like to know. Okay. Because I think if it's less than 30 grand, you shouldn't sell it. But if it's more you should. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say the opposite. Wait, why? Because I feel like typically things like that go up in value. So something is already worth $95,000. Like that is an insane amount of money, Mm -hmm. especially for one object. And like what's an object that's worth an antique or an heirloom like that that's worth $95,000 today that in like 20 years will not be worth more. But I I guess I'm thinking what's a price that justifies selling it to pay for the wedding? Because it like okay. if it's less than thirty grand, honestly, in today's world, would that even pay for the whole wedding? Like, I guess yeah. I'm thinking if it pays for your whole wedding, then you're a little more justified. See, I feel like if it's that valuable, it's know. only going to go up in value, and then that money later on in life could go to so many more good things. Like, right. it could go to the brothers' kids, like college funds, or like setting them up for their first down payment on a house, or like something like that. Okay, and I feel like to use something that's that valuable just to pay for a wedding it's like weddings are great like you know I love them and I have dreams for an amazing wedding as well but I can't imagine selling a family item that's worth that much like I almost feel like if it was ten thousand dollars like sure that's not gonna pay for a whole wedding but ten thousand dollars while it is a lot of money it's not like an unattainable amount of money yeah for someone that like spends their sorry I cut you off no it's okay for someone that spends their life like loving antiques so this is where I'm going with that like if the brother loves history and like loves antiques and let's say he's a collector for him to spend his life like acquiring a ten thousand dollar item it's possible that he'll be able to buy that it's very unlikely Mm. that he would be able to buy something for ninety five thousand dollars you know yeah Like, if it's that much. So, in that case, it's, like, the only place your brother is going to get this from is you. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it was a lower amount of money, maybe he could get it for himself in another way, I guess. Does that make sense? I don't know if that even makes sense. But in my mind, I'm justifying that in that way. That she doesn't sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if it's worth that much money, I don't think you should sell it for a wedding. But if it's only, like, $10,000, it's, like, yes, $10,000 is a lot of money. But it's not, like, I don't know how, I don't know how to describe this. I guess. I need more info on the wedding then. Like, is she in such a pinch that she can't figure out a way to pay for it herself at all? And that's why right. she's like leaning so heavily on this. Because then I do kind of feel bad. But You're like, right. this is where it just becomes more of a wedding conversation because maybe you just need a smaller wedding within your budget without the heirloom. Like, yeah. don't even like consider that a possibility. Totally. Yeah. It's like, think about the wedding that you'd be able to have if you didn't sell it. And maybe mm-hmm. that's just the wedding you should yeah, probably, ha- probably have. have. So it's like more of a mindset 
shift right for her i think op's or op is a guy oh but it's okay. yes okay my bad it's okay. it doesn't really matter yeah but same idea regardless yeah, of yeah. The gender. <laughs> yeah that's true okay interesting i think it is a little bit selfish well here's we're how struggling I, with this one i know <laughs> this is how i would be with my sister me and my sister are very close she does so much for me it's not that i owe her something but i'm like yeah i, I do owe her something you know mm-hmm. and if my parents gave me an insanely expensive item that meant a lot to one or both of us i think i would consult her beforehand and be like hey i'm thinking about selling i'll use my dad my dad has a vintage car it's something that my sister and I grew up with and it's so sentimental to us and if my dad passed it to one of us in a will I just know for a fact neither of us would sell it without consulting the other yeah and if it was willed to me I would not be selling it and then keeping all the money if anything even though it's technically mine I would be selling it and splitting the money or being like what can we do together like what family vacation can we go on with our families now Mm -hmm. and have an experience together with this money I highly doubt I'd be using the full sum to pay for my wedding. Yeah. Or if anything, I'd be like, I'm going to use it to pay for my wedding. I'll pay your and your whole family's way and cover every single cost of yours or something. True. True. Because it's like, yes, it's yours, but like truly it's your family's. Yeah. In my opinion. So I do feel like he's an asshole for selling it without even thinking about his brother. Was there an update? Did he sell it? Because I do think that is right. Like he... would be in the wrong to just go ahead and do that oh my god i don't know how to i'm really not that good at reddit so i don't know how to search for an update oh i guess i can look on his account or was it recent maybe there isn't one it was 41 days ago i think he only has one post because it's a throwaway okay well i don't think there's an update this is so sad i hope the update is he didn't sell it honestly and i think the other brother's also in the wrong though for how he's reacting because telling your cousin to not go and like boycotting the wedding i'm like can't you both come to the table and have a mature conversation before you're like getting family members to not go to the wedding yeah you're right like the the brother's just like everyone be on my side don't go that's a lot people just go right to like the extreme without Mm -hmm. even trying to communicate. I do, though, feel that while the family members are saying they're not going to go, when it comes down to it, are they actually not going to go? Like, I saw this in a situation in my life where something happened and people are like, if that's going to be how it is, I'm not going to go to their wedding. And I'm like... Their wedding isn't going to be for a year and a half. You're going to forget about this in three days. Yeah. <laughs> like, Facts. Be so for real. Yeah. There is absolutely no way that you're not going to go to this wedding because of this one little thing. Yeah. Like, and we all know this. We all like, know we it, sister. so <laughs> dramatic. So, yeah. If you ask those family members on that day, are you going to go to this person's wedding? They'd be like, you know what? No. Yeah. As soon as that invitation comes in the mail, they're sending the RCP yes. Like, yep. come on. Yep. You're going to go to your family member's wedding. Right. Okay, that's true. So I wonder, like, will these family members actually not go? Or is it just the idea of not going? That they're like, yeah, you know what? If he sells it, I won't go. Yeah. And then he's going to sell it. Nobody's even going to know. They're going to have the wedding. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, we did say that. Well, now I get to go to Italy for a vacation and have a party, so I'm going to go. Yep. And yeah, it was annoying that he sold it, but like, I'm going to go to his wedding. Right, That's just how I feel like most people would be. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't ruin the the brother 
brotherly bond. Yeah. Let's get it together, boys. That's so true. <laughs> the overall vote was asshole. Yeah. The top comment is, yes, the asshole. If you sell the item, don't be surprised if it ruins your relationship with your brother forever. All for what? So you can brag about your wedding to friends while looking at pictures that don't include anyone on your side of the family? <gasps> Period. Period. That's so true. That was such a... Nailed it. Also, OP, I have so many better days in my marriage than my wedding day, and a lot of them were free. Oof. That's such a good point. Points were made in those comments. The second top comment, and this is kind of how I see it, is technically you can sell it because it's yours, but yes, the asshole, for caring more about a ridiculously lavish wedding that will break the bank than you do about your relationship with your brother or your dad's tradition. If your dad had known that you were going to sell it, he would have left it to your brother. I hope your lavish wedding is worth it to you. I kind of feel the same way because it's like, yeah, you can sell it. Yeah. But like, just think deeper into it. Right. Zoom out of your life a little, you know. Yes. Zoom out. It's a great point. So are we saying asshole? I'm saying asshole. Okay. Period. Period. Do you want to read one of yours? Oh my God, I'm scared. Don't be scared. Zumping nervous. But if you click your mouth or if you breathe too loud, just know that you're never coming back. (laughs) I think I've clicked a few times, but now I'm aware of it. Have Mm. you clicked? I just did. (laughs) Which one do you want to do first? The Disney one? Yeah. Oh, my God. Can I? Mm -hmm. Guys, Disney adults are crazy on these streets. (laughs) We're about to talk about Disney adults, but I have to preface this by saying I low-key think I'm a Disney adult. Shit. You're like dead in the eyes right now. I think I'm a Disney adult. Here's why. Growing up, I loved Disney, just like almost everyone else. And my parents did pins for my sister and I. So we grew up collecting those like enamel pins. Mm -hmm. They're so pretty, actually. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them are really cool. So we would get them everywhere we would go. But we got them at Disney, like out the ass. And I was thinking about them recently because my family, my mom wanted to go to the Franklin Institute is having a Disney exhibit currently. You're going in August, right? Possibly. It's up in the air. Okay. Yeah. My family wanted to go, so we did. And it was actually so cool. And I don't think about Disney that often, but then when I do think about it, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. like Moana, yeah. like Ariel, Alice in Wonderland. Like, I just love it. Yeah. And it brings back so many memories. So while I won't be wearing Mickey ears anywhere on earth other than maybe <laughs> in the Magic Kingdom, I do love Disney and I get why people are so obsessed with it. And I was thinking about my pins while I was at the exhibit and I'm like, I'm going to go and like put them... They they were on this like old bulletin board that was like in a corner facing a wall. Yeah. So I put them on little bulletin boards and I'm going to hang them on the wall and it's like white. The boards are white and it's aesthetic. Cute. That's yeah. not like some of these people out here are freaking weird. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. I'm judgy but- in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, you know what? Disney is cool. It's nostalgic. Like, why not like it? Whatever. I do get that it's like some people are to an extent where it's like, okay, it's a fake mouse. But people are crazy about anything. (laughs) It's a fake mouse. I'm crazy about Twilight. Well, not that crazy. There's just a difference. Like, I used to. I knew a Disney adult at some point in my life. I'm being really vague. But this person was like a Disney adult. Okay. There's a different, like, trust me, there's a difference. And it's just a level of, like, slightly odd behavior. I'm sorry, like, for a grown adult. Okay. 
that's all I'm going to say. Okay. I see where you're coming from. I'm really trying to not hate on people because if, like, there's a Disney adult listening, it's like, I don't know. It's like, do your thing. But I but do see where you're coming from. But we're allowed to have a pin- No, you're right. You know what I mean? Yes, you're right. I'm not, like... You're right. ...judging to an extent where I... I don't know. Maybe I am. But I like Disney. Like, full disclosure. I have a Disney Plus account. Yeah. I would go to Disney and wear the ears... She's and going to the exhibit. ...fully immerse myself in the Disney experience. I just think it's, like, when you start having a whole living room themed oh. over Mickey Mouse and you're, like, lining outside to see the new Pinocchio movie and you're 35 years old, I think you're allowed... We're allowed to say that you're a little odd. Okay. I definitely see it when it comes to being in a house. Like if your house, not just like your office, but like your whole entire house is like Disney themed. Yes. I could see. Yeah. That being weird. Yeah. Which leads us into the story. This one's actually kind of like, it's not an obvious, am I the asshole or not? I think. Okay. You know. Ooh, fun. Am I the asshole for not removing the Disney items from my house? What we just talked about. My 35 female husband, 38 male, and I are what you would call Disney adults. We used to work for the parks in college and we met there. For us, it has sentimental value as well as being something we both loved from childhood. Now we are conscious. I just clicked. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't Did you hear? hear it. No. Okay. I'll hear it in the recording though. <laughs> just kidding. Now we are conscious to not be those Disney adults. See like those versus okay. They're judging those. other Disney adults. <laughs> we can hold conversations outside the movies and parks. We both work well-paying jobs unrelated to the company. We have other hobbies and interests and our son isn't big on Disney and we're cool with that. It's just something that we enjoy as well as our daughters. We nurture all of our children's hobbies and interests okay we we also don't blow all our money on this stuff i know i may sound overly defensive but we get a lot of comments from people who don't know us well anyway we live in a renovated farmhouse on a bit of a land that includes a barn that we finished off with hopes to make it a guest house one day in the meanwhile we've had a relative get married here and it was gorgeous now my sister 28 female wants to get married on our property and we were all for it everything's been planned for months and the wedding is in June. It's set to be outside completely, but if it rains, we can move the party into the barn. The only reason a guest would have to go in our house is to use the bathroom. We have two on the first floor. The only Disney items are Winnie the Pooh hand house. sorry (laughs) like why Winnie the Pooh okay I'm being judgy I'm sorry I told my sister I'd replace them with regular ones (laughs) I don't know if I could read this this (laughs) wedding space has no Disney items however she wants me to take down everything Disney on the first floor as guests will see we have a lot of Disney items including pictures paintings blankets Funko Pops decorations figurines dishware etc all made for adults and a lot of it is subtle or vintage but you can still tell it's Disney. One, this would be a massive undertaking. It's not as simple as shoving stuff in a closet. We'd have to pack it up and find a place to store it. The sheer amount would require at least two hours of packing, not to mention storage and unpacking afterwards. Two, it's ridiculous to me. Who cares if people see? She says it looks tacky and she doesn't want people remembering her wedding for that. I told her no. We're decorating the outside and barn as she wants. We're letting her use our property for free, which she keeps bragging about to friends as it's saving them a ton. When my husband and I stood firm, she whined to our parents who told us to grow up and take it town. Me. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. Okay, go first. <laughs> Clearly, I couldn't even read that with a straight face. So <laughs> I just feel like, okay, but here's where she kind of pulled me in her direction when she said it's subtle and vintage. Yeah. I didn't read that far when I sent this to you because I've seen like cool vintage Disney stuff or like cool mm-hmm. vintage Harry Potter stuff, yeah. whatever it is. Like there are some that exist and I agree it's subtle. It's not like Mickey's face on a giant poster board in your living room, but I'm trying to think how both sides could win where is there a way the guests don't have to even go in the house yeah you rent a bathroom and yeah put it outside. they shouldn't even be going into the house regardless i was gonna say like because my sister got married at my brother's house and um he has like two bathrooms in his house and we had a small ish wedding but um, i was thinking about it and i'm like we obviously rented bathrooms yeah um but yeah you kind of have to because otherwise your plumbing is like fricked yeah like and that so many people so many people also i know this is really not typical and this is me like thinking worst case scenario but weddings are almost like a public event yeah so if someone was driving down the street and they saw a wedding anyone can enter a wedding and like kind of blend in yeah especially if it's a number of people where maybe the bride and groom don't know everyone or there's like plus ones anyone can enter your house like I'm just thinking of this one wedding that I photographed it was in a backyard Mm -hmm. under a tent and every single door of the house was locked there was no guests allowed in the house yeah and they had bathrooms outside and it was perfect yeah Yeah. and I was like that's such a good idea yeah because that's true it's people are in and out of the bathroom every five minutes yeah like someone always has to go yeah so just get the bathrooms it's not gonna break the bank yeah and that way you don't have to take down all of your disney stuff I think for OP, regardless, if she's hosting weddings at her house, she should just be like, if you're having it for free, the only thing you're paying for is bathrooms outside because nobody should be entering a home, mm-hmm. especially like even if it's 20, 30, 50, 100 drunk people yeah. in a house. Like I just I think that's the solution overall. But let's say that all the rental companies are booked and that's not an option. Then the sister should be either paying OP to do this or paying someone else pay a cleaning person yeah or a professional mover to go in the house pack it all mm-hmm. up she absolutely should not be telling her sister to redesign her whole entire house for one day and if you don't like the guests seeing that kind of decor either figure out a different place for the guests to go or don't have your wedding there yeah like you don't have to have your wedding here that's true that's true i thought this was going to be a harder one to figure out but that's it's all valid i agree okay let's let's raise the stakes let's say the sister the bride is offering to pay her and op is refusing to have outside bathrooms because she doesn't want them to like ruin the grass or something then i uh, i mean okay then i think you still have to take them down i would think no i just kind of think that it's her house and she can do whatever she wants i'm just trying to think okay i guess for pictures you're not gonna be in the house at all right so like her saying it's gonna ruin the wedding look and like i don't want people remembering my wedding for that no one is no one is going to do that especially if the bathroom a typical house is like you walk in living room is like maybe to the left bathroom is down a hallway are people going to be staring at the living room being like look at all this disney memorabilia yeah (laughs) they're just gonna go to the bathroom and get out of the house you know yeah so in terms of aesthetics like i just don't think anyone's gonna recall like the subtle mickey mouse poster yeah in the corner i think she's not the asshole yeah now i've changed my mind just based on that scenario the evidence the evidence the evidentiary support i think go off i feel like 
if you're trying to bring it into anywhere else, it's like, sure, it's not your day. This is her own home. Mm -hmm. Like, go off in your own home. As long as she changes the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And you don't want 100 people using your bath towels anyway. Yeah. Get, like, ones that are going to be used for one day. Yeah. That either can be used as rags after or, like, wedding guests, the amount of times that people go to the bathroom over the course of, like, five hours. Mm Mm-hmm multiplied by the amount of guests there are like your towels are gonna get ruined yeah definitely plus there's winnie the pooh on them please (laughs) sorry that's the last i was not a winnie the pooh child can you tell i don't think i was either the top comment not the asshole tell her to rent portable bathrooms problem solved no reason for anyone to go in the house that really is problem solved Tell her inside of your house is now off limits and she can rent a porta potty. Okay, don't rent a porta Well, technically they are porta potties. Right, but they're not like the typical one though. They're yeah, like a little yeah, bit yeah. nicer. Yeah. Tell your sister she can go ahead and pick another venue. Your parents are assholes for siding with a brat. <laughs> I forgot her parents sided with her. I know. It makes you think. It makes you think. Especially as an adult. Like if I was doing something right now, or <laughs> not that I'm not an adult, but like someone with a whole ass family and kids that aren't just like baby. Babies. Like, how are her parents being like, yeah, do it. Rearrange your whole house. It's like, don't tell me what to do. I yeah. have my whole own life with a family. Right. That's valid. That's crazy. Not the asshole. Okay, let's talk about a bridezilla. Another one. Another one. Another one. <laughs> Am I the asshole? My friend expects us to subsidize her $500,000 destination wedding in Sicily. My closest friend is getting married in Terramina. Sicily, this August, less than one year's notice for the wedding, and I was asked to be a bridesmaid. I am starting to feel unappreciated. They are very well off. She doesn't work currently. I and a few other bridesmaids are coming from Canada and guests from all around the world. My friend is Canadian, but currently living in London, where she met her fiance. 200 people have been invited. My little sister was uninvited because they had to cut down the guest list. Her fiance will not let her invite the standard 10 to 15 percent more than they have room for. They chose a five star hotel for the venue. I believe they would be taking taking care of lodging for the bridal party because of the extravagance and location. I feel like that's not typical. Taking care of people? Like paying for the lodging for the entire bridal party? I don't know. A little part of it. Was yours? Mm-hmm. Oh. Like we only had to pay 150 a person for three days and the rest was taken care of. And I don't know what that amount was. Maybe that is typical. I just didn't expect that. I, was it a house that you guys stayed in or a hotel? A villa. So like... Okay. It Yeah. Okay. But they pay for everyone. The first destination wedding I ever went to, I wasn't as close with the girl at the time. I was getting closer with her. So I was kind of like a last minute add-on a few months before and someone happened to not be able to go in the bridal party. So I stayed in the villas with the bridal party. Yeah. And thinking back, I just assumed that everyone paid for that. But now I'm like, the couple probably did pay for that or a majority of it. Okay. So maybe that is fair. Yeah. Okay. They said the hotel wanted to charge them extra to book the whole space so we were instructed to book slash pay for our own rooms ourselves from Thursday to Monday. I found out that there will be a Shabbat dinner the Friday eve but the bridal party is not invited because there is not enough space. The chef will only cater to 50 people. I brought up that this felt rude and unappreciative to the bride and she understood and said her fiance did not think it was important for us to attend. Wait what? What? You're like the most important people to attend. Yeah. Guy sounds like a 
Yeah, I think this is a groomzilla. <laughs> she discussed this with him again, and his response was, don't they know how expensive these dinners are? We're already providing a rehearsal dinner. So it's like a welcome dinner. So is, is it different? It's, it might not really be that. Hmm. It might just be like a private, because the Shabbat obviously is a religious thing. So is it just for their immediate family? And then in addition to that, there is a welcome party and a rehearsal dinner? Because if that's the case, I feel like that's kind of fair. Mm-hmm. But if this is in place of the rehearsal or well obviously it's not if it's replacing something else maybe that's weird but i don't know i don't don't know i'm confused the way she's writing it makes it sound like it's kind of a bad thing that they weren't invited oh yeah no for sure she definitely thinks it's a bad thing but like if you have a destination wedding are you not allowed to do any dinner with just your parents i guess because like let's say oh okay people are arriving thursday let's say welcome party rehearsal dinner is thursday friday is like kind of a free day and then saturday is the wedding i mean they are in the bridal party though so that's different then the Friday would be the rehearsal dinner. Sometimes people have it two days in advance. So Thursday? Yeah. So it could be like the bridal party goes and does the rehearsal and then everyone's invited to the party after. Maybe. Interesting. Okay. The bride later said that her fiance and his family, he is British, Swedish, and German, don't do rehearsal dinners. It is not part of European culture. Even if it is not part of his culture, it is hers. Also, this is a destination wedding where guests have to fly in early. Would you not provide a dinner for them? She then posted that hair and makeup are available for $200 but not provided for. She was requesting we all wear gold jewelry and shoes. Were your hair makeup paid for damn your girl i know did it right i know she was nice <laughs> she does not have an itinerary or any other events planned for the bridal party during the five days this wedding will cost between five thousand and eight thousand canada dollars along with one week time off work unpaid she does not think she should have to provide anything for the bridal party except the wedding day and that the rehearsal dinner is a gift the bride and groom do not feel it necessary to make the bridal party and guests feel appreciated and give back they are also going on a fifty thousand safari for part of their honeymoon holy shit i have been heavily involved in the wedding planning and planned out the whole bachelorette her sister is the maid of honor but avoiding duties i have no problem with this until she expressed that one of her friends said that the bachelorette location is dirty and untasteful she relayed this to me after i already planned out the trip i told her this made me feel unappreciated but at the end of the day it is her wedding and she should do what makes her happy she did apologize and recognized how that had come across am i the asshole my friends and family are telling me not to go uh yeah because Damn. didn't she say at the beginning they got less than a year's notice? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Okay, I that's insane. I'm all for destination weddings. I would never do one where people had to pay between five and eight thousand dollars. That's money no. that most people do not have. No, especially do not have to go to someone else's wedding. Yeah, like they might have it in savings, but th- why? Why should they get that out for you? Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. I, I would think most people are not even taking family vacations no. that cost eight thousand dollars. Absolutely not. That's crazy. I would have said no up front. Like if someone told me in January, let's say, hey, destination wedding in Italy in August, I'd be like, no, that's six months from now. Oh, I wouldn't think that. I mean, if it was one of my close friends, I'd be like, oh, that's wild, girl, but like, I'll try. But I I just also, I have a very flexible job. Mm -hmm. I love traveling. And because I'm a photographer, if I really wanted to, I could possibly turn the trip into a work trip if I really tried and like was really strategic. So I am like biased in thinking that. Okay, maybe not January, but like... Like, I think there's just a cutoff time where you have to be, like, reasonable. Right. 
And these people just do not sound like they're in touch at all. Because it's like time off, one thing. Money, yeah. obviously, is like the biggest part of it. Yeah. And yeah, it's like flights right now are just insane. Yeah. No matter where you go. I don't know. I think that's really messed up. And can I say like a hot take too that might offend some say people? Say it. Scorch us. I feel like rich people to this level of rich are always like the, not always, but I've had experiences where they're the cheapest mm-hmm. people. And I'm just like, I had this friend who I'm not that close with anymore, but like she out of our friend group, like the cheapest person at any dinner at any event Mm -hmm. any like transportation thing like and I'm like girly like you make the most money out of all of us and you come from money like why are you acting like this yeah and it just has always blown my mind I know because I'm like if I came into money like that I'd be like all right like I'm treating everyone to this villa yeah everyone to this dinner like who wants to go on a safari with us yeah it's on me I feel like something about destination weddings that maybe not everyone gets to experience but like the best part isn't even the wedding day Mm -hmm. it's all the time that you get to spend with literally everyone you love yeah for so much time like leading up to the wedding because if you think about it like this is really why I want to have a destination wedding what other time in your life could you convince almost every single person that you love yeah to go on a vacation for a week or five days together stay at the same place do the same activities and spend that much time together I know that is so rare yeah and even if you have a destination wedding sadly it's likely that not everyone's gonna be able to go but all the ones that I've experienced it's like everyone's best friends and their family and everyone is so excited and they're just so excited to be there and you're having so much fun and then the wedding day is almost just like the icing on the cake you know but the days leading up to it are just as fun totally and every wedding that I've gone to they have planned out parties dinners activities excursions like things that people are welcome to go to yeah and even, so if, fun. even if like every excursion isn't paid for, the whole thing is planned out and it's like everything's done. All you have to do is Venmo the like $75 for zip lining or yeah. like something like that, which I think is fair yeah, totally. because it's an optional thing. But then so- I've also seen brides be like, oh, well, this excursion got canceled. So we just booked a boat for everyone yeah. and we paid for it. And I'm like, that is so nice. Yeah. And everyone appreciates that. Because it's like vacation. Yeah, exactly. It's like a normal wedding. It's one day, but a destination, it's like you said, four days yeah and you like you're in a vacation mindset yeah so everyone's just happier (laughs) exactly and then so for this couple to be like yeah you have to fly here but we're not gonna do anything for you outside of the wedding day yeah and it's like then why even have it there yeah because if you're not going to make use of like being in this amazing place and spending this time with your family, you either should have eloped or just got married at home and totally. had a one day event. Yep, totally. I feel like they're just doing it wrong. Yeah. And I don't know if I would say I'm not going, but I would definitely drop the budget back and be like, I cannot spend $8,000 on a five Even day 5, trip. Even 5000 Yeah. I, like, no. That's insane to ask someone that. So should you just not go? I don't know. Do you want to go to Italy? Like maybe yeah. be like, I'll go to your wedding, but I'm going to stay at a different resort. I'm going to take the train in on the day of and go back to the vacation that I want to take after the wedding wraps up. And if you're not OK with that, then sorry. Yep. Like be I kind not of OK a- with it. I kind of agree. Yeah. Because like, yeah, that's bad. That's but it, it does sound like what you said. <laughs> it's groomzilla for sure. Yeah. It seems like the bride wanted to do these things and the groom's like, well, we can't. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, okay. And that's he's... not my culture. It's like, it's not your culture to have a rehearsal dinner. Right. It's not like that's that groundbreaking. It's just dinner. And at that <laughs> point, it's your, like, yours, the couple's culture. Like, you're yeah. getting married. You have to merge these things. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand people sometimes. Crazy. 
Not the asshole. Bam. Overall, though, it was also not the asshole. Okay, good. I really wanted to talk about, though, bachelorettes. Maybe that yes. could be a discussion. Jimmy and I talked about doing a bachelorette episode, but oh, there yeah. is so much drama that we can definitely do two episodes. Yeah, because that's, like, where I think I saw the comment in that one, and that's why I sent it. But, like, that's really what's getting out of hand is, like, people expect you to fly to, like, crazy locations and, like, do something crazy for the wedding. Yeah. You got to pick one or the other. I think that it would be fine to, because just to be honest, like, there are some friend groups where everyone in the friend group makes a lot of money and they all like traveling. So for example, someone that I know had a destination bachelorette and a destination wedding Mm -hmm. and all her friends were so... Actually, I know multiple people like this, but I'm specifically thinking of one and I think their original idea for a bachelorette got canceled because of COVID, Mm -hmm. but they still flew somewhere and did like the boats, the like private dinners, the wine tastings, like everything. But all her friends were like there for it. Interesting. And I and TBH, if I could afford to do all that for all my friends, I would be like, why not go on a vacation together? Yes, but like not to get too off topic. I just think just because someone makes a lot of money doesn't mean they have a lot of money. I've been hearing these crazy okay. stories of people who make like 150 grand a year and they're in like insane credit card debt. But I mean, yes. that's that's a little extreme of an example. I'm just saying like... I do feel like though that's a choice and like you're no, not yeah. being forced to go on I think, Bachelorette. Yeah, like if everyone's down that's different but like sometimes I feel like brides can get a little entitled with those things I know no it definitely is getting out of hand I just am really curious to see how I will act when I actually am at that phase in life but do you think you would have people do both like go somewhere like go to an island for your bachelorette and then fly somewhere in Europe for your wedding I think if my five closest friends were down and it wasn't going to break the bank and everyone wanted to go on vacation anyway Mm -hmm. I would be like let's just like use my bachelorette as the excuse and we can do like because I I also don't really understand the whole like I don't need a trip that's five days where every day I wear white and all the other girls wear yeah, like a agreed. different color and then it's all about me and like my husband's face on a stick like every single day yeah I'm like I'll do that once yeah. like I don't need that every day at least not right now yeah. so I'm like sure let's do one party on a vacation and then let's just have a vacation yeah where, like it's for all of us I would like to think I would do that like more of a girls trip exactly yeah where okay. it's like oh we want to go to Tulum anyway. Yeah. So Tulum like, would be right? sick. Like, I feel like I could get five girls to go on a trip right now. Yeah. My sister goes on trips for her birthday and everyone, it, or not everyone, but a lot of people want to go. Yeah. You know, and they're not these crazy trips and like we do it on a budget because basically everyone needs to do it on a budget and it always works out and it's fun. Yeah, that's true. And it's also not about her every day. Like, right. yes, we do one thing that's like a party for her birthday, but then we're all having fun. We're all right. on vacation. It's about everyone too. I I just think it's hard though like when you say you're on a budget and then you actually get there and you're like are you really on a budget okay you're right I agree I'll say budget for like where you stay and hotels mm-hmm. because okay. if you're not balling out on those things that's an opportunity to save a few hundred dollars at least yeah. and then yes when you get there you're right everyone that's the vacation thing yeah I know like when you're on vacation you're like I don't care I'm buying the pina colada for $25 yeah and again and again and right. again and it's like okay we can say we're gonna save money but like when we get there no one worried about money yeah yeah even though you probably should be like, yeah i know yeah that's where i just get like a little i don't know 
worried, I guess. Yeah. But hopefully by that point in my life, I won't care. I That's <laughs> another goal of mine. It's like, oh, will you ask people to fly? I would love to be able to be like, yeah, fly for me, but I'll pay for the hotels. Like, I'll pay yeah. for, like, all this stuff, and it's a treat. Yeah. I would love. It's a little treat. I would love to be able to do that. Same. Who knows if it's actually going to happen? It will because we're saying it. Yeah, it and is we believe happen. it. I did see this little snippet of the Call Her Daddy episode with Shay Mitchell, and oh. one thing she said about manifesting was like, saying it is not enough. You need to like believe it in your soul. Because she did that with acting. She was oh. like, I was a bottle service girl, and I acted like an actress, and I knew I was going to become an actress, and she did. I know I'm going to have millions and millions and millions <laughs> of dollars, and I'm going to give back with that money, and I'm going to have a to baller Tulum. destination wedding. Yeah, and I'm going to take everyone went to Tulum oh, and yeah. everyone who's listening is also invited <laughs> and you believe it <laughs> I'm gonna start believing it let's go let's go am I the asshole for ruining my friend's wedding by wearing an attention whore outfit <laughs> ruining okay I 23 female and my husband 24 male oh they're young they're young we're invited to one of my close friends wedding this friend and I were besties since high school and I'm incredibly grateful for her friendship It was a destination wedding that took place in Italy. My friend had initially asked me to be a bridesmaid, but I had to turn it down because most of the wedding planning and other important events were going to be in Italy. And because I'm a resident doctor, I wouldn't be able to make the commitment. How are you already a resident at 23? Okay. Oh. Right? Interesting. My friend added me to a group chat of her and her bridesmaids, though, so I could see the updates and join in for any event that I was free for. I still didn't think it would be nice for me to just go without having put in any of what should have been my share of responsibilities, so I never went for any of the events. When my friend sent the invites, she mentioned a dress code for us guests. It was full black, anything but dresses for women, and full black business casual for men. That is so cool. Anything but dresses. That's, like, kind of cool. I don't think I would do that, but I'm like, that is such a cool idea. And that'd be cool to photograph. Yes. Probably, yeah. So much, like, chic outfit. I mean, it would be really hard for people because not everyone has that, but... Has a sense of style. (laughs) No, but that would be so cool. Wait, that's interesting. Okay. The only wedding-appropriate outfit I had was straight leg, full-length satin pants, and a leather corset top. You always do that pop when you read. <laughs> I, I like it though. It's like your aesthetic. That's so funny. Okay. <laughs> I asked my friend, along with a picture of the fit, if it was okay to wear and she felt uncomfortable with it. Oh, she was asking if it was okay to wear or did you, do oh, you feel comfortable with this? Right. Okay. And if she felt uncomfortable with it, I'd get something else. My friend said, it looks gorge. And quite frankly, I couldn't care less if you turned up butt naked as long as you came to the wedding. Please don't fret about the outfit too much. I miss you and just really wish for you to be there queen. queen i got the bride's approval so that is what i wore to the wedding my husband wore a turtleneck blazer and jeans turtleneck blazer and jeans that could okay. be chic. that could be okay chic. you're right in all black and maybe the jeans are like well made yeah. well designed the okay. turtleneck and a fitted you're blazer right. okay turtleneck i was at first okay the wedding went beautifully and my friend and i reconnected after a long time then out of the blue one cousin of the bride 26 question mark male came to me and said that my outfit was inappropriate and that I was ruining the wedding. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) One of the bridesmaids came and in a very huffy tone agreed with him. I explained to them that I had gotten the bride's approval so I didn't see the problem and that there were other women dressed
dressed in dresses, which broke the dress code, so I didn't see why they were only coming for me. They replied with a, yeah, but the bride is spending more time with you than them, so you're really ruining it with your attention whore outfit. Stop. All of the wedding photos are going to look so out of place because of you. My husband tried defending me, but they were adamant on blaming me, so I just borrowed my husband's blazer and wore it for the rest of the night. It didn't feel right to ask the bride about this, so I just left it, but I need to know if I'm the asshole. Oh my god, no, absolutely. Okay, two queens. About the dress code, just to clarify. Oh, sorry, I thought that was the end. Well, no, because she wrote like something about med school, which is irrelevant. Oh, this is an edit. Yeah. Okay. So, about the dress code, just to clarify, it said, and I quote, anything but dresses for women. So, dresses were the only no, but everyone's clothes had to be black. I think my wording confused some of y'all. I think a better word for what I wore was bustier corset top. Okay. But like, okay, slay. (laughs) Yeah, literally slay. And two queens, because not only did she go out of her way to receive the bride's approval, the bride did approve and gave her like a resounding yes. Yeah. You can wear anything as long as you're there. That's all that needs to happen. And then when she was confronted by irrelevant people, she did even more to make the bride comfortable, even though she didn't have to. Yeah. She still put on the blazer. I'm so confused at what other people were wearing then. Because in yeah, my head, what a, yeah. I think I would wear like a really chic, sexy little pantsuit situation, like what she wore. Like, Wait, I wonder if she, I wonder if this is them being like just misogynistic and like judgmental because I'm wondering if she had like big boobs or something. Oh. And so she was showing cleavage, but like that's just her body. Yeah, probably. And it's like if a person that was like just smaller chest in general wore the same outfit, would they think that? Right. Or is it just because she's a woman and she has boobs? Probably. Which is so, I I kind of feel like that. Do you know that trend going on TikTok right now of like, is it fashion or is or it y- just Kendall Jenner? Yes. <laughs> and it's so true. Yes. Because it looks like, how do I say this? Like, I don't know. Um, she is just pretty. Yeah. But but like she is probably pretty too, you know? It's just like, yeah. to the, like you said, to the male gaze. <laughs> It's like slutty because she probably has a chest versus like if he saw that on Kendall Jenner, it'd be like, oh, like she's, you know, chic. Yeah. So you're probably right. I low-key think they're just being so judgmental. Yeah. And also she probably just looked so good and slay in her outfit that they were jealous. Yeah. Yep. Because I'm like, if if I had that dress code, which is very unique and not everyone, you know, mm-hmm. is a fashion girl, but I would never show up in a dress if it said anything but a dress. Yeah. And then he was like, some other girls are in dresses or something. And I'm like, I don't know. You're mad at the wrong person here. Yeah. Period. This is crazy. I think that the guests were out of line. Absolutely out of line. That's really sad. Yeah, it is sad because the outfit sounds really cute. And I loved the bride's response because that's something I would say. Like, show up butt naked. I do not care. And the fact that on the wedding day, OP was like, she doesn't need to worry about my outfit on her wedding day. Yeah. And it's like, queen. Queen. That's one thing that I really try to keep in mind whenever I'm at a wedding. Like, if there's anything that is slightly going wrong or, like, whatever, the bride is kind of the last person you tell because they don't need to know about this random bullshit that can easily be fixed or something like that. So, damn, queens all around. Oh, do you know who Hannah Burner is? Yes. She had her wedding, I think, two summers ago, and her dress code was, like, something funny, like, dress um, hot or something. I love that. And, like, people wore, you know, dresses with cutouts and, like, short and, like, cleavage and it just, like, but in a classy way. Yeah. And it looked so cool mm-hmm. how it wasn't, like, traditional wedding guest dress 
yeah stuff going on and i just like really loved that i kind of want to do something like that i love this idea of yeah. the no i don't know if i would actually do this mm-hmm. i think the no dresses thing would be where my mom would draw the line mm. and be like your aunts <laughs> are gonna wear a dress Not the aunts. and i'd be like okay you're right <laughs> yeah but like maybe for my friends i'd be like guys let's do it up yeah same <laughs> that kim kardashian line it's 2019 we need to step it up <laughs> yeah because i love that trend right now of um sheer dresses and then you wear like a black that is cool underwear set yeah but it's like high it like covers a lot yeah yeah i feel like that's really cool but i wouldn't wear that to any wedding i have coming up but like mm-hmm. i feel like i would in my head think i don't know what i'm trying to say i just think that'd be cool yeah actually i wore a like bustier dress on New Year's Eve and I'm obsessed with it. It does. It's a little most of the torso area is see-through. Yeah. So I get why it's like a lot, but when I was justifying buying it, I was like, could I wear this to my friend's wedding yeah. this year? And it's going to be in a church and it's not in the city. Mm. So I was like, it's kind of a lot to wear but... to that wedding. But then I asked my other friend who's getting married in the city. She's so oh, chic. Good. She has like such a modern style and her wedding's going to be who is this? Nicole. Oh, yeah. That's her wedding's going to be so pretty. Yeah. Her their wedding. I'm like, it's hers. <laughs> their wedding's going to be amazing. And I was like, can I wear this dress to your wedding? You can say no. And their wedding's not. It's like almost two years after I bought this dress. And yeah. she's like, yes, yes. And I'm like, okay, I'm buying it. I'm yeah. buying it. And it's like, who cares what you wear as long as the bride and groom? And obviously, I'm going to ask her again. Yeah. If I actually want to wear it. But I'm like, if the bride says yes, everyone else can shut their little mouth. Facts. And freak off. So, yeah, not the asshole. Wear your whore outfit. Not the asshole. The bride approved it. It was her wedding. The cousin's opinions don't matter. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Facts. Okay, should we do one more? Sure. What time do you guys drink your morning coffee? Sound off. As soon as I wake up. Really? Yeah. Do you not? I feel like two hours after I wake up. Maybe three. Wow. You just have energy during that time? Well, it takes me a while to actually wake up. So by the time I'm out of bed, I do scroll a lot. I need to not do that. Okay. Then I make breakfast and then I go to a coffee shop to get it. It's, yeah, like three hours later. Wow. I will say one thing that I have going for me is I typically don't scroll my phone in bed in the morning on weekdays, like on the weekends. Really? Yeah. What do you do? I, I, so typically my alarm will go off and I'm in pain because I'm so tired. I will immediately put on like a YouTube video or a podcast that something is like waking me up. Sometimes I sleep through the whole thing and I'm like, oh, I'll watch that later. (laughs) That will wake me up. And then I just eventually like will myself out of bed. So when is your first scroll, like midday? Um, It really depends on the day. TikTok, it could not be until like that night or maybe it's like 3 p.m. or like if I need like a little break at like 11 a.m. or something. Three to five. Yeah, three to five. (laughs) It's typically um, six to 12, (laughs) my TikTok scroll. Instagram could go either way. Like if I I posted something the day before that I'm like, oh, I need to go make sure there's no like hate comments. I might go on immediately, but I don't scroll. I just, like, make sure that I didn't accidentally, like, post something embarrassing in my sleep or, like, something like that. But I do feel like, in general, Instagram especially has become so boring and unfulfilling for me Mm -hmm. that I almost, like, lack a desire to even go on it at all. Yeah. And I do go on it most days, but it's just not interesting. Like, I rarely see something on Instagram that I'm like, wow! Like, it's just so fucking boring and, like, pointless. Yeah, that's true. So I 
don't go on Instagram as much as I used to. TikTok, I'm not going to lie. I'd be on TikTok. <laughs> yep. Actually, now that Reels are getting better on Instagram, I have been watching Reels on Instagram. Just on your Explore page? Uh, uh, yeah, they kind of come up in your normal feed and you just click oh, on you something just keep, that looks okay. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Interesting. But TikTok is where my entertainment comes from. Yeah. And YouTube. I watch so many videos on YouTube, like random videos. I love it. And I go through phases. Like right now I'm in a Kardashian phase. <laughs> so I've been watching all the Kardashian highlight my videos that are like between 10 and 15 minutes. I love it. Yeah, they're so funny. Yeah. Entertaining. And it's like something I don't actually watch. Just like <laughs> playing in the background. Tim, stop taking pictures of yourself. Your sister's going to jail. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yesterday my earring fell off and I was like, oh my God, my ear fell off and I was like oh, my earring's gone and the person I was with was like oh, and I was like you don't get it maybe if you had a business that you were passionate about I want to use that as an Instagram caption yes absolutely I want to use maybe if you had a business that you were passionate about but you don't wait when we have our <laughs> yes that would be she said launch party oh yeah public <laughs> knowledge i guess we've just been planning like a happy hour to celebrate <laughs> the podcast but sadly i don't make money from this podcast <laughs> so i'm like am i now gonna spend like my full-time job not making money and then now pay thousands of dollars <laughs> of a launch party and then, maybe next summer <laughs> yeah i was talking to rebecca and jimmy and aaron and i'm like but guys can i have a launch party but then be like you guys have to pay for the open bar <laughs> I'm like, I can't do that. They're like, yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah, you, you can. can. And I'm like, can I? I think you can. Why okay. not? Because I'm it's... like, oh, come to my party. But then I'm like, oh, you also have to pay $35. Like, what? People do that for okay. birthdays. And I feel like... But birthdays is different than like a business. I guess. I need sponsors. I, I hate to say, you guys, if I could get an ad on this podcast, I need to have an ad. Yeah. I feel bad about that because when I listen to podcasts, I'm like, oh, an ad. But it's like, if something is free, you need to pay for it in some way yeah so you're either gonna have to pay for a subscription for entertainment or you're gonna have to watch ads yeah so i think it's fine i think i yeah i just want to warn people if anyone likes anything or what do we really like that's what i want to do i want to yeah. try to get ads for things that i believe in or have like a good message or things i actually use yeah because i'm like i would feel good promoting certain things hmm that could be part of our brainstorming sesh. True. Yay. Okay, let's do one more story. Okay. We're really thinking out loud on this episode. I know. <laughs> Am I the asshole for choosing an adults-only hotel for our destination wedding? I'll be as succinct as possible. My newly engaged fiancé and I are getting married in November in Mexico. We live in New York, but I am a second-generation immigrant, so we picked a destination wedding so my extended family could easily join without visa issues. We called today to tell my fiancé's brother and sister-in-law that we're getting married in Mexico at an adults-only hotel. They have two kids, 11 and 4. Sister-in-law said she doesn't have anyone to watch the kids so they can't come. We understood, but said since it's March and they have several months, maybe they can figure out a plan. She then added her work schedule couldn't allow it either. My fiancé asked if his brother could still come as he really wanted his family there. Besides his brother, he only has a grandfather who is coming. And then sister-in-law said it would be inconsiderate that we picked a hotel that wouldn't allow her kids and her husband wouldn't take a trip internationally without them since they've never taken a family trip out of the country. The kids were in the background and could be heard yelling, let's all go to Mexico, I want to go. Then she abruptly got silent and hung up. Oh. 
I feel bad they can't join and briefly debated finding a new hotel, but I really like this hotel and we've already paid a deposit. Am I the asshole for not wanting to change hotels and stick to adults only, even though it means that my sister-in-law can't attend? Note that they are legally not married and just refer to her as sister-in-law. She always wanted to get married at a destination wedding, so my fiance thinks this is another reason she's getting grouchy towards us. We even offered to add them to the Airbnb that some of my family chose to stay at nearby so that the kids could come on vacation, but then it became about them missing out on the all-inclusive part. There was no pestering. We had a five-minute conversation and tried to offer alternatives. No, I don't think you're the asshole. Not if you went through all those hoops to try to get them to still come. Wait, so true. So true. Like her being like, well, now I'm missing out on the all-inclusive. It's like, okay, you're just looking for reasons to not go at this point. Yeah. First thought, it's like, no, but it's also like she already paid the deposit and it's not as though parents never, ever travel with other kids. Like, Mm -hmm. if you want to make it work, many people can make it work, especially because they're not infants. They're 11 and 4. I was going to say, yeah. And that totally is, like, another expense. Like, if they had to get a nanny or a babysitter or pay someone to take care of them. But I honestly feel like by the time your kids are 11 and 4, they may even have friends that they could stay with. Like, I know that there is people in my grade school that if my mom was like, could Kelly please stay with you for a long weekend? Yeah. I'm sure they'd be like, yeah, sure. For sure. She was going to sleep over anyway. Yeah. That kind of thing. Those are easy ages to figure out, in my opinion. And I get it that not everyone can, but if you really wanted to try and then do your best to try to attend your sister-in-law's wedding and then you found out you couldn't go, it's fair. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, I'm sorry, like, we're just, we can't go. Yeah. That's one thing. But she, like, decided this mentally within a five-minute phone conversation and OP was offering her her alternatives. Yeah, I don't get that. I think maybe she was right when she was, like, they want their own destination wedding. Yeah. So they're feeling a little jelly. I could 100% see that. (laughs) I think that's probably the case. Yeah. Which really sucks that they're, like, putting a damper on yours because they can't have what they want. But it's not their problem. Yeah. Yeah. So true. It almost seems like, I don't know, it's like, well, we're not going to go because we've never taken a trip out of the country. So are you never going to go on an international trip just because you've never gone on an international trip? Yeah, Like, there's a first time for everyone. Right. I don't get it. That's so odd. So odd. It further reiterates our point that people are psychos when it comes to weddings. I know. It brings out an interesting side to people. And I get that people get jealous. Like, if I wanted to have a destination wedding and for some reason I couldn't have one, but then my sister-in-law was having one, of of course I'd be jealous but like I feel like there's a way to be jealous without having to take away from your friend yeah you know mm-hmm. so I don't even think jealousy is like that bad of a thing if you don't want to take it from them correct so like be jealous be a little bit jealous that your sister's getting the wedding and you haven't had yours yet yeah but does that mean you have to make her experience worse like right no and you can admit that to her you can literally be like damn I'm jealous like I can't wait to do this for myself and you're still gonna try to figure out a way to make hers great yeah. Like, there can be both at the same time. Both can definitely happen. Yeah. I don't know. I think the sister-in-law is just jealous in a way that's making her spiteful. I think she's the asshole. Totally. Not you. The overall vote on this was asshole. What? It might have been before some of the edits where she was like, we did offer oh, them alternatives. Okay. Overall, the vote was asshole, although the top comment is not the asshole. 
Hmm. Have the wedding you want, but when you have a child-free destination wedding, then you have to accept that some people won't come. It's not petty. It's not jealousy. A child-free destination wedding is a huge thing to ask. It is not easy to get someone to take care of two kids that long. I agree that that is true. Sometimes people aren't able to go, and it's not because of pettiness, and it's not because of jealousy. This situation almost seems like it is, though. Right. I was going to say, yeah, it's not petty. It's not jealousy. But like she was saying in her post, it is because of that. Yeah, so like speculating it is. But it's like when you're acting like that for five minutes on the phone. Yeah. No one who genuinely wants to go is making that decision within five minutes on the phone. Yeah, right. While their kids are begging them to go (laughs) and while they're being offered alternatives. Yeah. Oh, hotel, Airbnb right next door that is able to have your kids and your whole family. Period. Like she's doing it to herself. Yeah, she is. I think OP is not the asshole. I disagree with the overall vote. Same. We love being contrarians on this couch. Yeah, yeah. That was so fun. Sorry, I played with this a lot. If you're watching this, That's um, okay. I'm a fidgety gal. Like, like take it or leave it. <laughs> Everyone hating. <laughs> no, we're just like doing what. Wait, side note. Okay, this is our outro now. Okay. I watched Bama Rush and I halfway watched it while not paying attention to it. So I could have a completely a wrong take on this. Okay. But it almost seemed like they picked people that weren't even that stoked on it. Mm-hmm. And then the whole time they were like, but what if this happens? And then what if this happens when I go. Yeah. And it's like, well, all this is just speculation and like none of this has actually happened yet. I only watched probably half an hour or maybe even less because I heard it got really bad reviews. Yeah. Because the trailer made it sound like it was going to really dive into the sorority life in Alabama and it just yeah, the beginning I was like, wait this is like weird right now. Yeah, I will admit that I wasn't paying attention because I was working on my computer during the first part of it but from my like half paying attention and then like the second half, it almost seemed like they picked girls that were not involved in it whatsoever and had no experience in it yeah but had preconceived notions of what it is yeah and then you thought that they were gonna be spies almost which i agree is unethical yeah like spying on these girls and recording them without their knowledge but that's not even the basis of the documentary yeah and i feel like the only reason it got hype is because of that rumor yeah but that rumor is not true and they clarified that so it's like then what is this about i guess i saw this tweet that was like what about exposing this 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 it listed all of these bullet points that actually happened or something yeah on the campus at that time and it just completely like missed the mark I'm like, how do you miss the mark that bad? You had one shot to get in there with your silly little camera. Oh, but do you think that's unethical? But like if you're going to, I just think it's a marketing mistake then to market that documentary the way it was where it's had so much hype. Right. But it had hype because of a fake rumor, like a false rumor. Oh, so on TikTok like a year ago, there were rumors that HBO was like planting 20 girls or like basically going to Alabama students and being like, we will pay you to rush and then tell us what it's like and where this. Oh, I didn't know that. So that was the rumor. So then all over TikTok, people were like, this is so scary. Like people could be recording us at any time and we just don't even know it. Mm -hmm. And then our voices are going to be on HBO and they're going to be hating on us and like whatever. Got it. And so I think that's unethical because it's like if someone was coming into a club and just like recording people without their knowledge, just just like try to get information. But like it's taken out of context. Like you don't actually know what's going on. Like that kind of thing. Interesting. I I don't know that. But But then then they clarify 
clarified in the documentary that that was never the goal. Yeah, but they made it sound like it was exposing Bama Rush. Exactly. And I'm like, I feel like there's a way to do that that is ethical. Yeah. However, I don't think anyone would agree to it. Because the ethical way is to, like, mic people up, have someone rush who is really into it, but, like, all the houses are aware. And that's where I think they can't do it because no one would be like, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone would have to be aware and consenting. Yeah. And that's never going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it was a flop. (laughs) Yeah. Don't take my word on it. Like I said, I barely watched it. But, like... No, I mean, I I stopped. It was was so boring. Yeah, it was was boring. This is so boring. We're all just like speculating on what could have happened I think yeah and I'm like okay like why don't we actually do it and then we'll talk maybe they could do it at a smaller school one that's not so but then it's not like jarring I know but like womp womp hopefully I'm not (laughs) completely wrong what if like everyone who's watched it is like no actually they all did rush and like no I feel like that's the general consensus okay it was kind of a flop okay yeah unfortunately with the overall vote yeah it's a flop (laughs) (laughs) I loved that episode I know that was so fun yeah I have so many more stories, too. Like, I feel like we only did, like, four stories. I have at least ten more. Love it. Part two. Part two. Thank you guys so much for watching. We hope you guys like this one. I feel like this one was very chatty. Yeah, let us know if you like the life chats. Yeah. I kind of, I do when I listen to podcasts. Yeah. But I don't know what the general feeling is. I like it too. And I feel like we've almost branded ourselves as like Reddit podcast. So then when we don't read the top comment on Reddit or like when we talk about something that's not a Reddit story, people are like, but read the top comment and like Mm. Reddit and like you're doing everything that like a Reddit podcast is doing and like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, while that is true true like most of the stories come from reddit it's like the goal is not to just like reiterate what people are saying on reddit like the goal is yeah. to just talk about interesting stories and like talk about our life yeah our in life relation like, to it just have conversations so yeah. like whether the topic is like being found on reddit or not like i want to talk about it yeah stories yeah. drama advice conversations yeah. and i feel like as we evolve Period. it's becoming more and more personal and yeah. like we are sharing more personal stuff so i like it that way i do too so like if it's if what you're looking for is like they read the reddit story they read the top comment and that's it it's like maybe this isn't yeah that but maybe whatever. not i don't know or just give us a chance yeah give us a broaden chance. your horizons yes <laughs> we have interesting lives okay <laughs> yeah we are so interesting and if anyone has morning routine tips my inbox yes. is open yes <laughs> thank you guys for listening we Thanks. love you we appreciate you and we'll see you in the next one bye, bye.